This is Backdoor Boink, where we welcome every side of everyone. Please note, this is an 18-plus podcast. It's time to put in some earbuds if you don't want to answer awkward questions from your children, family, or friends. I'm Kayla, a certified relationship and intimacy coach. And I'm MJ, and I brought the lube. In this podcast, we explore the behind the scenes of a weekly wellness topic. Our goal is to help you feel good, be naughty. Thank you for checking out our After Dark, After Hours podcast. You can find more information, including our YouTube channel, social media accounts, events, Discord, and products at boinked.com. That's www.boink-ed.com. Now, let's get in that back door. You're going to take notes? I'm going to take notes. You brought a pen? I brought a pen. What? Are you going to give me a grade? Are you going to give me feet? Wow. I got my red pen over here. I did not sign up for a red pen? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I totally expect that from you. Oh my gosh. The A-type child in me is triggered. Okay. All right. So best behavior. Got it. Okay. What are we talking about? Well, happy new year. Oh, happy new year, everybody. Happy post-holiday slump. (laughs) (laughs) Still dealing with the holiday hangover. Yeah, yeah. And not from alcohol, just the holidays. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So any New Year's resolutions? I decided not to do New Year's resolutions so much as New Year wishes or hopes. Because resolutions are always like, I'm going to quit smoking or I'm going to lose weight. Studies show if you quit smoking, you put on a few pounds. Right? They're very counterproductive. Yes. So my hope was to connect with more people. Why would you want to do that? People... Uh, no, through Boink. I wanted to connect with more people. I, I was going to say, how how were you looking to connect with more people, I guess? But through work, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, okay. yeah. To help more people, connect with more people, offer more education. Okay. I wanted to expand the classes that we offer. The Modes and Moods class was fucking phenomenal. And actually... You've only done one of those, though. Only one so far. You got some good feedback. You've made some adjustments. Yep. Going to do another one soon? I'm going to do another one soon. And awesome. And it is great. And it actually is what inspired tonight's topic. Because doing a class that was centered around creating moods and environments and instilling certain types of sensuality... This topic was really important. Can you guess what it is? Modes, moods, sensuality. I recall a demo at a at a nightclub. Oh yeah. Yeah. So before I launched this class, Modes and Moods of Rope, I did a teaser at the Haven Club, uh, their kink fetish ball. And that was really insightful as to why this is so important. Hand jobs. No, not hand jobs. What? Let me think. Let me think. I'm out of practice. It's been two weeks since we've done a podcast. Oh, no. It's been almost a month. We took off Christmas week and the the week following. Close it's, enough. It's only been two weeks. Close enough. Wow. <laughs> you just missed our time so much. Yeah. Hey, look it. We're back to getting off topic. Just like always. It's like we never left. What are we talking about tonight? Food? Aftercare. Oh, Food? Which food could be part of aftercare. Snuggles. Snuggles, part of aftercare. So how would you define aftercare? Depends. 
It depends on the person. It depends on the situation. For Define aftercare. Not what aftercare do you need. Define aftercare. What is its purpose? Its purpose is to give somebody a safe space to come down from whatever high or low they're in, to give them closure, to make them feel good, to let them know they're secure. Yeah, I like that. To bring a person back to their regular state of being. Yeah, I was going to say normal, but that's, yeah, so I couldn't think of the words. Words we, are hard. We don't we don't like the word normal around here. We like freaky and weird and, and sexy. These are all very good terms. Normal is highly overrated. We left that back in the 80s, I feel like. Uh, as a child of the 80s, it was gone long before that. Okay, all right, fine. All right, so aftercare. And aftercare is something that takes place after a scene, after bondage, after just general sexy time. I feel that a a lot of... A lot of people do it without even knowing it. Exactly. Exactly. And it looks different for everybody. Mm -hmm. But it is meant to kind of get your headspace back to your general state of being after the rush of endorphins and the adrenaline and all of that wears off and you're just like, what the fuck? So do you want to take this from the vanilla side first and then we can flip a coin for top or bottom? Let's start with simple. So yeah, let's let's take it from, from the air quote vanilla side. I don't like the term vanilla, but that seems to be what sticks. I mean, what else? what else would you call it? Again, air quote vanilla, air quote normal. Yeah. I mean, mean, non-kinky encounters. Yeah, vanilla. (laughs) Non-kinky encounters. I kind of like that. Vanilla flows better. (laughs) Just stick with the vanilla. Okay, fine. So let's talk about what happens during vanilla intercourse, during vanilla connections and intimacy, and then what that aftercare might look like. Wow. What? I'm trying to give you a framework so we don't go off the rails. Isn't that what this podcast is about? It's mostly about you going off the rails, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, you put it you put it like that, it's it's boring old missionary, roll over and go to sleep. No. You I think of some of the rom-coms, for example. You can have very passionate non-kinky encounters. Really? Absolutely. It's been a while then. Wow. Yeah, we have been very much on a kink kick lately. So, mm. that's fair. But True story. This one time. This one time at band camp? No, when I met you, do you remember what I said? There's no such thing as making love. And you made it a point to try and prove me wrong. And then I kicked myself in the ass for months because that's all she wanted. <laughs> it's like that first time you fed me tacos. New that's car, you know? <laughs> it's first time you fed me tacos. That's all I ate for a month. Same thing. That's all you ate for months. <laughs> What do you want for dinner? Tacos. This is the third night this week I've made tacos. Tacos. Give me tacos. Give me sensual, intimate lovemaking. Yes, they all have their place. They do. So, tacos and lovemaking and kink. Absolutely. Bring a taco to anything. It's a party. (laughs) I always have a taco with me. (laughs) Who's going off the rails now? Oh, sorry. All right, so intimate, passionate sex in I, I yeah whatever whatever form whether it's just a quickie or you're you're breaking out the rose petals and going all out yeah whether this is oral 
penetrative, non-penetrative, whatever sex entails to you, your mind, and your body. You still get that rush of endorphins. Some people get a rush of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a rush of adrenaline, mm -hmm. you have the high and you have the hard crash. The hard crash. And depending on how high up you go, the crash is Yeah, what goes harder. up must come down. Yeah. Aftercare is there to take care of that crash. And for some people, that means food. Mm -hmm. Which probably where that old standby, like, sandwich making thing comes from. Yeah. And this is not a sexist comment because you make the sandwiches here. Yeah, and if, <laughs> if, if she can walk to make you a sandwich... You did it wrong? You did it wrong. Oh, that's terrible. If they can walk to make you a sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But also, snuggles. It is a very... As you said, aftercare, post-non-kink encounters. I'm just going to keep running with that because your face every time I say it. <laughs> Nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> But a lot of that aftercare just comes naturally. It's that yeah. kiss. It's that snuggle. It's the kiss. It's the hug. It's the throwing the towel at you. It's the <laughs> running your fingers through their hair. I was, I was exactly thinking of the running the fingers through the hair. Mm -hmm. That's a really... I love that one. But the towel is a very nice touch. That's a very considerate... I, I guess it depends on how it's done. Yeah, I mean, you keep one by the bed if you're planning something preferably a clean one Prefer how, how often is it that there's the look around the room going where'd my shirt go yeah yeah <laughs> just whatever's nearest <laughs> shirt <laughs> uh, dirty old blanket whatever it's gotta get washed anyway no dirty blankets in this house i do not need fuzz dog hair <laughs> all up in there thanks but no thanks in this house even if it is clean it's covered in fuzz <laughs> it could be playfulness could be to take you out of all that seriousness. Yep. Some, some tickling, some joking, some poking. Yep. So as far as vanilla, before we move on to the other stuff, mm -hmm. I know we're a little out of practice, as you said. Anything else that you can think of? Ice cream. That goes along with the sandwiches, but better. And it's cold. It's cold out right now. Like, bring me some soup. Okay. Yeah. I guess the important part is discussing with your partner what they need. And it could be a little sexy. Hey, that was amazing. Do you need a glass of water or anything else? Something like that. Why are you looking at me like that? What would you ask? What would you say? You're snickering like a little imp. What? Grab your phone and DoorDash that shit. <laughs> you know what? I would really like a post-coital situation to end with. That was amazing. Neither of us are getting up. What can I DoorDash you? You know what? I'm totally good with that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yep. This day and age, let's just DoorDash the shit. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has to get up and go to the kitchen. Ten piece nuggies and a... McFlurry. McFlurry and there's 30 bucks. <laughs> Nowadays. Well yes. worth it. Yes. All right. So let's talk... For those of our listeners who are spicy, all right, okay. let's talk about the, the kink stuff. We don't shy away. No, no, we don't. But this is kink scenes with or without sex. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't, it's, it's, when it comes to kink, it doesn't really matter. Exactly, exactly. Whether or not your scenes include sex, um, a lot of the same endorphins, same adrenaline are going to take place, whether there is any sexual activity involved or not. And because some of these kinks 
for example, humiliation. Um, they are going to take people to very different psychological places. It's important whether or not there's actually any sex. I mean, before you even engage in a kink scene, you should talk with your partner about aftercare. Absolutely. Take the, what are we calling it? Non-kinky... Non-kinky encounters. Encounters out of it. That, that aftercare generally is just natural and flowing. Generally. Where... Or, and or, because of the nature of it, it's, it's easier to talk about. It's more intimate. It's more of an intimate setting. It's right. easier. It just kind of flows a little easier. As opposed to some of the more extremes of BDSM, when you come down from that, it can almost feel like coming down to reality. Mm -hmm. And there's like a big dissonance, a big break between where you just were and coming back to the day-to-day. -day. So, so depending on your scene, you're going to want to negotiate with your partner. You may or may not, they may or may not want aftercare. Yep. They may be the type that, I don't need aftercare. Mm -hmm. If you're the top, the responsible thing is whether they say they want aftercare or not, be prepared to give a little bit and check in with them the next day. Be, be on standby, yes, because depending on the scene, they may not be aware of, of their needs the next day. Especially if it's a new scene to them. Uh-huh. Or, or new partners or new place. Absolutely. And if that top isn't willing or normally doesn't do aftercare, it'd be good to have a friend in the community who's willing to help you out with the aftercare. Absolutely. So to be clear, when we're negotiating a scene in the BDSM, the top is going to be the person who is delivering, you know... The spankings, for example. For example. For example. And the bottom is going to be the receiver. Mm -hmm. And two very different headspaces. But during the negotiations of, here's the places you can touch me. Here's the places you can't. Here's the things you can call me. Here's the things that you can't. Here's what I'm looking for. Part of that has to be, here's what I need for aftercare. Yep. And it is okay, not only for the, the bottom or top to say, I don't need aftercare, but it is also okay for them to say, I can't provide you with aftercare or the level of aftercare that you're saying you need. And that's when you choose whether or not to continue with the scene. Yeah. You know, that's a... Well, if you can't provide the aftercare I need, I have a friend who can, but I'd still like you to check in with me later tonight, tomorrow. Just send me a text message. Yep. Give me a phone call. Exactly. Okay. That's manageable enough for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. The the individual in the scene, if for some reason they are incapable to, of providing aftercare, that doesn't mean that you don't have somebody else in your life who can. You need to check with them mm -hmm. first before you... Just drop it on them. Yeah. Because hey, I was absolutely, you know, hung upside down and, and smacked till my ass was purple. Can you come cuddle me? And they have a doctor's appointment. That would that would suck yeah yeah so especially in, with kink it could take a day or two before that crashes. before you need that aftercare yep all right so to divide this up uh-huh i think we should talk about the aftercare of the bottom first just because okay. that's kind of like a standard in the bdsm community yeah. But I definitely want to talk about top aftercare afterwards because that is something that is becoming more mainstream, mm. but also still De very often. It depends on what crowd you're with. Yeah. Old school. Old school. Top mm. is badass. Top is, you Suck know. Suck it up. <laughs> Deal with it. Yep. But nowadays, especially, it's not something that should be overlooked. It's very important. No. So let's focus on the bottom first. Okay. Do you want to take this one and field it or do you want me to take this one and field it? <sighs> Are you feeling like a top or a bottom tonight, baby? Switch problems. 
I'm starting to figure out what that means. Only bits and pieces, though. But yeah, eh, whatever. We're along for the ride. All right. I think I will take bottom. Okay. If that's okay, just because I do have... You have more experience. More familiarity right. with that. Um, but I am starting to, to understand the top side of things. But I haven't delved into that to the extremes that you may have. <laughs> How much am I allowed to say on this damn podcast? Okay. We can always edit it out. <laughs> so, from a bottom's experience, let's talk about some of the things that a bottom is going through during some of these scenes. Okay. We have the adrenaline. We have the endorphins. We cover those as standard throughout any type of kink or non-kink encounters. But what other things we have are physical Mm -hmm. manifestations, physical pain, physical discomfort. We also have this sense of being used. Yeah. We may incur some form of humiliation or degradation. Yeah. As a bottom. And we may experience a general fatigue after rather exertive, you know, predicaments that we have been placed in. Yes. So overall, a crash from the drop, the subspace drop, uh, after all of that, once the endorphins wear off, it can pretty much feel like the big D word. No, not dick. Before you even say it, not dick. Depression. Yes. Very much. Very much. Very, so. very much. I mean... I've gone through it. Yep. As being in the role of a bottom. Yep. It's very hard. It's very hard. You just... I'm, I'm going to put something out there. You just called me a cum dumpster. Like, do you even really value me as a person? These sort of thoughts can crop up after all that sensual, yeah. you know, excitement and, oh, we're so dirty, we're so naughty. And then your brain... Part just... of the scene said in the moment. Mm -hmm. In the moment, you mean it. Yeah. But you don't mean it. Exactly. In the moment, these are things that I want to hear. We're mm -hmm. raunchy. We're just, oh, all out there. And then post scene, oh my gosh, does this person really think these things about me? Is there any seed of truth in this? And then the physical stuff. When you have adrenaline coursing through your body, your body has a very hard time distinguishing between pleasure and pain. It does. Any sensation to the body within within a range that varies from pe person to person but your body's like ooh stimulation we are we are excited stimulation give me more smacky smacky at that point your body doesn't know if it's flight or fight what's you, going on yep i'm just going to endure it i'm just going to i'm going to take it we're going to get through it it's stimulation we're just going to process this you know you've got pleasure going in some areas and pain going in others and yep. they just kind of blur we'll sort it out when it stops when it stops and that's when things get ouchy. And now we have to worry about bruises that we didn't know were there. Mm -hmm. Lacerations. Uh, we have to worry about maybe when I said aches and pains, I'm referring to pulling a muscle, twisting a joint, like things that are going to make the next couple days or week or more difficult and uncomfortable. And when you feel that, I know you personally when I'm, you feel that i'm smirking over here you're like motherfucker but yeah but yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i get <laughs> totally a, worth it when i get a bruise i will walk around and poke it yep. because it 
reignites the memory of that particular event, that scene, and it's exciting. And it's like, ooh, uh, look at what I, you know, what I survived, quote unquote, but look at what I enjoyed. So yes, but I think that has a lot to do with the aftercare involved. If there was something about that scene that didn't sit well, especially aftercare, I wouldn't go around poking these things. No. I'd be like, okay, heal up. Let's put some ice on this. Let's do what we got to do. Now, we are speaking in terms of safe scenes, like not any lasting serious injury here. So <laughs> very important to note. The idea is whether pain's involved, you're making a memory. Yes. So you want it to be a good memory. Yep, yep. And some of that's going to require aftercare. So after a humiliation scene, words of affirmation. That's where, yeah. go ahead, say it, say it. Oh, good kitten. Good, yeah, I'm a good kitten. Stuff like that, where it's going to help reaffirm that, yes, you may have called me a dirty little slut five minutes ago, mm -hmm. 30 seconds ago, whatever. And meant it. <laughs> and meant it at the time. But in general, that doesn't... That's not how I look at you. Exactly. Exactly. So words of affirmation, the snuggles. Yeah. The occasional poke on that that black and blue that you know is there. Just just as a reminder. Just a with a smile. With though. a smile. With a not, smile. Not to be malicious, just... Yeah, I did that. Yep, a little playfulness. Playfulness, yep. I think, is really important after all the seriousness that mm -hmm. comes from BDSM, just as it is with those vanilla scenes. Yeah. You know? Playful, hey. joking. Yeah. L little, little tickling, little... Well, we always say that sex is supposed to be fun. That's true of the scenes. Yes. And you need that, you know, that little uplifting pull back to reality. I, I don't care how serious you want to be during a scene. Yep. Top or bottom. Mm -hmm. I don't care. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Absolutely. You're not here to harm, harm anybody. Mentally or physically. I know? mean, you are, but you're not. That, that, that not There's a lasting. A right. Exactly. You don't want to leave a bad impression, a bad imprint on this person. And I think the the word that we use, because of its connotation, you can you can tell. Yeah. We didn't say you're not here to inflict pain because <laughs> yes, that's part of the fun, but harm it has this this kind of depth to it. Yeah. That we're not we're not looking for that. No. So that playfulness, that sort of words of affirmation, and my favorite thing is a blankie, like a really fluffy, soft blanket, mm -hmm. and just cocoon me. Just yep. cocoon me, bring me, bring me something to drink because um, I you, definitely you, haven't hydrated. Yeah, you you haven't drank your water, <laughs> even on a good day. And that's where you get the naughty kitten. Mm. Drink your water so you can get the good kitten. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, not worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Anything else that you want to add? I mean, the snacks I still mean, apply. Sugars. Oh, yeah. Not just, you know, nope. not just foodstuffs, but like sugars Keep in general. Keep a little candy bar. Mm-hmm. Chocolate S and oh. sugar will help kind of lift up the, the brain chemistry. Yep. A Hershey bar and an apple or an orange. Yep. You know, break off a chunk and go for it. Some people, proteins, meats, cheeses. Yep. Anything that's going to make your brain go, woo, yay. Yay. Okay. And these things may vary depending on the scene, 
from what you originally thought you would need for aftercare. Yeah, it could be a little more in depth. You may need that person there for a little bit longer. Your people. People. Peoples. Yes. So I can I can attest to that in that I did not think I was a person that needed aftercare. I was a big bad kitten. Mm-hmm. Until you needed it. Until I needed it. And especially with how my body connects with the scene, that aftercare meant coming home and being intimate with you and then getting aftercare from you. And in the meantime, until I could do that, it meant curling up with a blankie. Mm -hmm. Finding what needs you have and being willing to speak about them and ask for them, super huge. Oh my gosh, communication in BDSM, what? We don't do that. We don't do that. Thumbs up, you good? (laughs) Red, yellow, green. All right, so let's talk about the top. The often overlooked, doing so much work, must be, and grr. It is. Yes. It is a lot of work. It is. I I am not being sarcastic. I'm responsible as a top for my safety. And? First and foremost, my safety, my mental well-being. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm not being safe, I can't be safe to you. I can't protect you as the bottom. Correct. It requires a lot of self-awareness balanced with awareness of of your partner or partners. That's a lot to keep track of. Mm -hmm. And then not just to keep track of their safety, but also their level of enjoyment. Got to make sure that my bottom's happy, enjoying the scene. I'm enjoying it because if I'm not enjoying it, they're not going to enjoy it. Nope. Also, if you're not enjoying it, why do it? That's not that's not how these things go. You know? Right, right. But an activity that I normally enjoy, it just may be off today. It, just, it may just, not be the day. It's the okay, mindset. so call the scene. But as a top, I get into my own headspace. All right, so let's explore what you're feeling as a top in the middle of a scene. What kind of things are you feeling? You're taught not to hit people as a child, as a young child. You have this big shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> I know. You don't hit people. No. Well, part of the scene is impact. You have to get over that. You have to work through it. Don't call people names. I'm throwing every name in the book at you. (laughs) So you are constantly fighting against your social, uh, social upbringing. Not just social upbringing, just being a decent human being sometimes. (laughs) Okay. You know, you're, you're taught to be a decent human being and a lot of these scenes, you have to fight with yourself. Gotcha. It gets easier as time goes on, but I remember the first time with you. I wasn't your first kinky partner, was I? No, but the first time with you. Uh-huh. You know, you're saying, I want this, I want, okay, okay. This is different than what... Different than what you did with other people? Right. It's, okay. You know, they weren't so much in the impact. Okay, but you're now asking me to hit your ass. It was wrong, it was weird, it, and call you names, and it just, it didn't feel right. It didn't... <laughs> So you have that internal struggle. Okay. But it gets easier. It gets easier. Like everything you do over time, it gets easier. I heard once that after doing something seven times, it's no longer weird or obscure or uncomfortable. It, it just becomes. It just becomes. Okay. Now I've gotten to the point where I enjoy it. But before that, it was, it was hard coming down after that. Okay. Not only did I need to reassure you. But I needed to reassure you. That I... You did a good job. I did a good job. You did a good thing. 
but it's okay. It's okay. You were there willingly. So yeah, tops do need snuggles and blankies once in a while too. You need the, as, as, the affirmation that you are not a bad person. You're not a bad person. You're doing what was asked to you, asked of you. Yep. And tapping into, we'll say, primal instincts, for example, or role-playing. Mm-hmm. Role-playing a person does not make you a bad person. No, you're an actor in a scene. You're an actor in a scene. But it doesn't make it feel right every time. Okay. Especially if it's in something new. Okay. New to you as the top. Gotcha. I will say as a newbie-ish top, you mm-hmm. know, exploring the switch side more for my work, as a newbie-ish top, to me, I get in this sense of like reveling, mm-hmm. just like reveling and in awe. The power. There is a... (laughs) She's going to go on a power trip A power trip. No, but more than that, there's this awe of, I am making this person's body react in such a way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I guess that is a little bit of a power trip. Good, bad, or otherwise. Good, bad, or otherwise. So somebody described to me, there are two different kinds of, of tops. And there are some tops that go into it and say to themselves, I'm a top. I'm going to get what I want from this scene. Your job as the submissive is to give me what I want out of this. And it's a very much a taking. Now, the other kind of top is a top who is giving in mm-hmm. the sense that I am giving you this experience. And coming from a, a general bottom or subspace, I love that because I've had a lot of really exciting, unique experiences mm-hmm. that I would love to see your face when you get to experience these things. So that's a really exciting take for me and kind of where I'm going to try and use that as I move forward in exploring. Okay. So what type of top are you going to be? I want to be the top that, that gives experiences. And what I get out of that is watching your reactions. Okay. You know, watching how your body reacts, watching how you mentally, emotionally, physically fall into that space and react. Yeah, it's a little bit of a power trip. It is. (laughs) So those affirmations that you're not a bad human being, you are giving somebody an experience that they want and that they enjoy, that's huge. And yeah, I suppose you tops put in some physical exertion too, so maybe some sustenance and some snackies is important. Snackies are always good. Snackies are awesome, just like tacos. I cook dinner, but tacos sound really good right now. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I brought up tacos. I'm not. I mean, in general, aftercare is going to be a lot of self-care. But it's self-care with somebody else. With somebody else. But it's important to your physical well-being, your mental, your emotional state. Self-care and aftercare. Equally important. Part of aftercare for the top could be providing that aftercare for the bottom. Absolutely. To help lessen that feeling of guilt that... Exactly. Here's a a prime example. So self-care, take a bath, Mm -hmm. right? Take a nice relaxing bath. Aftercare would be go take that bath together. Wash each other up. Give a gentle massage. These sort of things that you're doing together are going to help physically those aches and pains, mentally that relaxation, and emotionally that connection. Yeah. You know, we're telling people nowadays self-care to help your stress. 
Stress is going to cause illness. These sort of things. Aftercare is going to be important for your connection with your partner and your own mental health. Very much. Look at me on the aftercare mm-hmm. bandwagon. I yep. got, I've gone soft. Wait, it means though that I've gone soft so I can go harder. <laughs> I sound like Beavis. Mm-hmm. Great. Anything else you want to add to tonight's topic? No. No? No. You're smirking like you do. I'm sad that I'm not full of comebacks tonight. (laughs) Comebacks? I am. I know you are. I'm sorry I'm not witty and... (sighs) No, you're insightful tonight. Oh, geez, look at me. Maybe this will be my show and you'll be the guest. (laughs) I can be here for the comedic relief. Yeah, not likely. People laugh at with me all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Hush your face. Get a limerick. I don't want a limerick. It's a new year. It's a new me. We're going to read a poem instead. (laughs) Wait, isn't that... Okay, you read a poem, sweetie. You read a naughty poem. You do that. No, it's not going to be naughty. It's going to be wholesome. (laughs) Wholesome. Full of holes. So before we get on to my poem for the evening... Okay. What a tease you are. I can be. (laughs) We just had a rough scene. Want to talk about it? Ooh. So it's... Would you like what you didn't like? That's an important part of aftercare. Let's unpack this. What do you want more of? Less of? None at all? Absolutely. You said yellow. What was that about? Yeah, because when you're saying yellow during, uh, during a scene, it usually means slow down or check in with me. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we're stopping to have like a full in-depth evaluation of it. Nope. I'm going to change implements or change routines or... Speeds or pressure or any of the above. Yep. That's a really, really good point. So like a like a post-scene evaluation. And that can really help with that mental state too. It can. It opens up a lot of dialogue. I will say that. Anytime that we have talked after a scene has been... And for us, that usually is something we don't do every time. No. But if, if we try something weird... Why do I want to say weird? weird. <laughs> it's all weird. I like weird. <laughs> it's all it's weird. All weird. <laughs> um, weird for us or out of the ordinary for us. You're going to check in afterwards and be like, so yep. what do you think? Because as the top, if I'm trying something new, I've researched it. I've practiced in my mind. I've oh, spent you have. days... I spent days setting this up. You stew over things before you you bring them to the bedroom. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then you want want feedback. Yeah, I'm looking for feedback. Yep. As, like you said, what what did you like? What didn't you like? How can we change this for another time? Do we even want to do it another time? Did I even like it? I mean, yeah, I saw it in a video or read it in a story or thought it would be great to try. Yep. Let's reenact it in my mind and okay. And now we're trying it in real life and... Did it live up to it? Is there something we could do to make it look... Yeah. yeah. What what can we, we do, do to make it better? Right. I mean, exactly. every time we do a scene, we try and make it better. Yeah. And that um, sort of that sort of talk creates a, a connection as well. Mm-hmm. Because the more, the more you talk about, air quotes, difficult subjects, the easier it is to talk about it. Oh my gosh, we're talking about inappropriate sexy stuff. And 13 years ago, this would have been an awkward conversation. But now, now we're looking forward to what more fun we could have because we've had this talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Although, I don't think we've ever really had an awkward conversation in 13 years. Well, I was thinking uh, that we've been together for 13 years, so there probably was some awkward conversations once upon a time. Maybe. I don't know. Chances are, 
when we were having them, we were tipping one back anyway. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, those first couple of years. So <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> how about the naughty limerick? I'm telling you, it's a fancy poem. Okay. But I do have to find it. Okay. Because my phone closed. But I do have it right here. To his friend, Ned said rather blue, my wife Edith just told me we're through. For she says, I'm too fat. And his friend told him that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> I, I particularly find that funny because at first I was like, wait, why is he pronouncing? Oh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I call bullshit. Have your cake. Have your partner. Love is live. Bodies are beautiful. Your poems are funny. Okay, it's that time. I'm still waiting for emails. No, I don't want to. I don't want. I mean, if we get emails, great. But I don't want to keep soliciting people to make us do inappropriate things. There's something <laughs> inherently wrong with it. I am not going to renege. Look, I I only bring it up because it's funny to watch your face when I do. <laughs> I'm not going to renege. It still stands if people listen to those particular podcasts. But yes, our contact information is available. Contact at boink-ed.com or go straight to the website. There's contact us forums. There's all the events that we have planned for January. Oh, and I just put up um, private lesson options on the website. So whether it's you and a partner, you and... A couple of your friends. Or just you. Or just you. Yeah, or you want to schedule a class with a, a whole group, like 5 to 20 people, whatever. Flat rate. Divided up amongst your peers. Kink kinky peers. Yeah. And we're back on with doing the munches as of January as well. So Are we? Do we have to? We have to. You love it. I'm not doing them anymore. You're so full of it. Too many peoples. You like the peoples. You like to grumble about the peoples and then you get to the peoples and you're like, hey, my peoples. All right. Oh, and uh, keep an eye out for the love month sales. They're coming. Ew. The love month? Ew. Why? People kiss. Oh my god. Of all the things. Of all the You have spat on me, sir. And don't get the wrong idea. You I liked I it. liked it. <laughs> I liked it a lot. But kissing? Come on. Alright, say <laughs> say good night to everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. It is so nice to be back. Thank you so much for listening. We've missed you. So please drop us a voice message. Send us a email or contact form. Send us some ideas as we move into 2024. What kind of information do you want to hear? In the meantime, stay you, stay beautiful, feel good, be naughty. Good night. Good kitten. Okay, now what are we going to use for testing? Tickles. Tickles? Tests. Tickles. Tests. Tickles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. I started Boink in 2022 with the goal to create a safe environment and culture for all genders and sexual orientations to learn about and embrace every part of themselves and one another. We offer workshops, events, and various inclusive products, along with consultations to make sure we take a holistic approach to enhancing individuals' sexual satisfaction with themselves or their partners. I believe that when you accept yourself and your partner on the most intimate of levels, it filters out into your daily life. The World Health Organization recognizes this, saying sexual health is fundamental to the overall health and well-being of individuals, couples, and families 
and to the social and economic development of communities and countries. So as long as you'll have us, Boink will be here. Kink-affirming, gender-blurring, sex-fulfilling. And you can find any of our details at www.boink-ed.com.